You are listening to Mining Stock Education, where you'll learn from the top leaders in the natural resource sector and uncover quality mining investment opportunities. Thanks for tuning in to Mining Stock Education. I'm your host, Bill Powers. Joining me today is my friend, David Erfley of Junior Miner JuniorMinerJunkieWithAY.com. David's been investing in this sector for 15 plus years, provides commentary on the precious metals and the junior miners and where to find specific good investment opportunities in these small cap miners. So David, welcome back onto the show. We got gold around 1900, silver about $28, much better than when we spoke three weeks ago. What's your current analysis? of the precious metals right now. Uh, yeah, th- thanks for having me uh, on the show again, Bill. Always great to talk to you. And it's and it's been uh, over 18 years now that I've been <laughs> in this sector. Uh, my hair is getting real gray. Uh, uh, but, uh, you know, uh, the sector is, is always exciting and um, especially recently so because we finally broke out of that um, pennant a triangle that's been building since um, May of 2019. If you see that bottom trend line that was that was uh, that was tested twice with a double bottom at 1675, right around that area, and uh, for the past few months, the, the the gold price has been going up from that double bottom, and we finally broke out of that down downtrend from that triangle at 1850, but uh, we broke out of it slowly, so we it went up drips and drabs towards that 1900 area. And then last week we got some, some news that, that uh, brought the gold price down quickly to test that truck, to test that down trend line again, it went down about 40 bucks. So that's what gold loves to do, Bill. It loves to, you know, it, it goes up slowly, gets people excited. It, it breaks out of a downtrend and uh, people start to, to, to chase stocks. And then all of a sudden it comes back down to test that area again and shake some people out. So um, it, it, what we're right, what's happening right now is basically gold is extremely sensitive to Fed speak, taper talk, the U.S. dollar and you and U.S. Treasury yields. So any spike in any of these any of these three things leads to lower gold, while a reversal of of of, uh, tape, of, of Fed taper talk or the dollar or U.S. Treasury yields triggers more buying in gold. So right now, um, the next uh, catalyst is probably going to be the FOMC meeting next week um, on, on Wednesday. So before this meeting takes place, the Fed has a blackout period where they can't talk about um, we can't talk about the economy. They can't talk about what they what they will do or or may might not do during this meeting. So um, right so before this meeting None of these Fed Fed officials can, can can talk about the economy. So, um, but beforehand, we had last week we had the jobs report, which was another um, disappointment, and that brought the gold price right back up to nineteen hundred after testing that eighteen fifty area again. So it's tested after it broke out of eighteen fifty. It tested it twice sharply, and it was bought quickly right after it, it tested that area. So now we got. Um, all eyes are this week are going to be on the the uh, the CPI data that's going to come out Thursday, and also on the same Thursday we have uh, the ECB meeting, and they're going to talk about their situation over there. So um, all that's taken place now as the gold price, as I speak, is back above nineteen hundred dollars. So, um, uh, uh, I, but I think that CPI number 
is going to be probably about 4.8% now year over year for May with 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 a with a core rising to 3.3% probably from about 3%. I think that's that's what the estimates are. So if this is true and it get, it comes in even hotter, the gold price can run towards that 1950 area when there's very strong resistance there at 1950. It failed there a couple times after it after it broke out above 2000 and it got extremely overbought and then we had that you know we had that 8 month correction which was which was really needed because it got so overbought. So that 1950 area now is resistance and I think it's a magnet. So I think we're going to see that 1950 area come into play here before the end of the quarter. And what do you think the miners are telegraphing right now about the gold price? Well, ever since um, gold price broke out over 1850, the juniors have slowly started to lead the miners. This is a very key point. And, and a lot of these juniors have, have, have already taken off. So um, that is, is really interesting because I think that, that shows that you're seeing more generalist investors come in below the, the food chain. You know, some of them have already started to get into the miners again. And now that it's broken out over, over that downtrend line, you know, momentum players see this and they say, hey, wait a minute, you know, these juniors are really cheap. They're cashed up and um, they're, they're really cheap in relation to the gold price. So we're going to start to rotate maybe some of our profits out of the miners and into the juniors. And that has taken place in a lot of them. But there's still quite a few of them that have yet to yet to, to move higher yet. So um, I think that 1950 level is really key now. And we've got the end of the quarter coming up at the end of this month. So the, the levels I'm looking at uh, for a quarter end close to be bullish going right into the second half would be a quarter end close above 1950 in gold, 2850 in silver, and then on the U.S. dollar, which it's, is also testing uh, testing uh, support, really strong support at the 89 level. If we see a quarterly close in the U.S. dollar below 89, that could drop pretty quickly also and be a really strong catalyst for the gold price. So Dave, last summer, we had a very strong summer in the precious metals and the mining stocks. Uh, you kind of laid out your, uh, perhaps I'm asking the same question, but is it sell in May or go away? Or is it keep your eyes on the screen on a day-to-day -day basis? Maybe it'll be a little more interesting this summer, you think? I think, well, the last two summers, gold has broken out and had a huge run, which is not normal for this sector. You know, usually, you know, the, the, the famous tagline for this sector is the summer doldrums, right? Um, we right after right after PDAC, you know, the the which, which happens in March, you know, selling comes in and then it gets kind of stagnant. And but it, this is a totally different world now. So, with the last two summers, we've had the gold price surprise on the upside. Will it happen for a third year in a row? I mean, I don't know. Of course, obviously, I don't know that, but. The, the the stars are setting up for a real possibility of that taking place. So, um, like I said, those three those three levels are really key to watch for the for, for the end of the quarter close here. Because you know, I mean, I don't know about you, but you know, everything that I buy for my family has gone up uh, quite a lot in price, and I don't see it being transitory. Um, this this budget that Biden just announced. You know that he's going to fund with with higher taxes. It's still going to come up 
way short. I mean, even trying to get those taxes passed is going to be difficult with only a 0.4% um, uh, lead at, in, in Congress and Senate. They've only got a 50.4% uh, lead uh, over the over the, the the Republicans in the House and the Senate. So um, I know it's it's going to be difficult. To, to, he's already having he's already having to 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 uh, to jawbone back a lot of these taxes that he wants to raise and the Republicans are still balking. So it's going to be interesting to see um, what's going to take place on that front. Also on uh, the federal reserve as their taper talk is, is pretty much the gold. It thinks that's pretty much off the table, especially after that last um, jobs report on Friday came in below expectations again. And like, like I said, that CPI report, if it comes in hotter than expected, Gold's going to take off again. Tier 1 Silver is a Canadian precious metals company focused on the exploration and discovery of world-class silver and gold deposits in Peru. The company's management team has a record of monetizing exploration successes and a strong ability to raise capital. Tier 1 has assembled a portfolio of assets in Peru including Amelia Coastal Batholith, the Wheel Aicoyo project, and the flagship silver gold project Curibaya, which is rapidly advancing towards its first drill program. Tier 1's listing is pending on the TSX Venture Exchange under the ticker TSLV. To learn more and to stay updated, go to tier1silver.com. That's tier1silver.com. Dave, last time we spoke three weeks ago, you talked about how you book gains and take them off the table, okay? So how do you reconcile that with being convinced we're in a strong multi-year gold bull market and using the velocity of money, even the same money, money that you make, and multiplying that for exponential gains? How do you reconcile the two? Well, um, basically what I do, Bill, is I have, as you know, since um, you know my portfolio is completely transparent, people see exactly what I'm investing, how much, at what time, and in what company, when I sell, when I when I buy, how much I made, how much I lost. Everything is available for my subscribers to see. I have quite a bit of of my uh, investment portfolio in juniors, um, you know, and my junior portfolio that that everybody can see is basically most of my investments. So since I've already got so much money invested, invested, you know, my risk management strategy is no matter how bullish the future looks, I take a lot of profits off the table as, they, as they're going higher. So um, I, I really like to minimize my risk because, you know, this is, uh, as, as at the top of the show, you mentioned, this is not my first rodeo. You know, I learned a lot of lessons from the past being so bullish about the future and not taking enough profits as, as I went along the way. And um, those lessons have really served me well during this bull run thus far. Um, so, you know, I'm going to continue to take some profit off the table, you know, adhere to my rules and um, take that profit and bank it and put it somewhere else and not in juniors. So you got a million dollar mining portfolio now. Is it going to always stay around a million dollars then? You're just going to be <laughs> taken or is it ever going to get to two, three, four? I don't know, Bill. It, it all depends on on what the market tells me. You know, the market language. You know, I try to lead. I try to read the market the best I can, and try to get a, get ahead of it the best I can. And once an explosion takes place, like we saw last year, um, once uh, certain targets are hit where I think I should probably take profits, I usually do. Um, and that's a, that, that's another good thing to talk about here. If you take a look at the GDXJ, uh, 
the target of the GDXJ's breakout um, after it's broken out above 45 and come back to retest that breakout area, the target now is 90. That's considerably lower than what the GDX target is because it's got so much catching up to do. You know, these juniors don't really start to move until uh, until the generalist investor starts to come into this sector. And um, I think that's probably going to take place once that 1950 area is cleared um, on, a, on at least a weekly basis. And if it happens on a quarterly basis, that would be very bullish. Dave, I spoke with Rick Rowland, did a one-hour interview with him about investing in exploration companies. He believes that 2022 is the year of the explorer and that, uh, you know, good discoveries are really going to be rewarding, rewarded. Uh, are you of the same opinion? I am. And they're already being rewarded now if you're in the right ones. Um, you know, you've already seen quite a few um, companies move quite a bit higher um, over the past few years, um, especially since the juniors finally broke out. Um, you know, you've seen a lot of these companies, you know, the, the, the discoveries now are being rewarded. It's interesting. Um, some The market is still fickle, though. You know, if, if gold has a down day, like we saw on Thursday, I had a couple of companies announced really good drill results on Thursday, and they didn't do much when they were announced. But the next day, when the, uh, the the non-farm payrolls report came out below expectations and gold went right back up again, there was a delayed reaction and those stocks were rewarded the next day. So, you know, the market is still, you know, the, the, the market is still a bit fickle on these drill results. But um, once we get over that 1950 area build, then, then the turkeys are even going to start to fly. There was a, a copper discovery recently, uh, Philo Mining Corp, and the stock went from, like, what was it, $4 to over $11 Canadian in like three weeks with gap ups there, significant gap ups. So I thought of you because you often watch that and you wait for the gap down. But at the same time, with a real discovery, there's not going to be a gap down, you know, a lot of times. So how do you reconcile that with your approach? If you like what oh, you see? Man, it's, it's so difficult, Bill. You know, these things are so tricky. You know, I've, I've learned a long time ago, never to chase anything, period. I mean, um, if it looks good and it's gone up a lot, I will put it on a watch list and say, Hey, you know, I missed this one. I didn't get into it. It took off, but maybe I'll get another chance down the line. Once this, move consolidates and it comes down to a better valuation, you know, after they've raised a bunch of money, they put out more drill results, you know, the, the shine has maybe come off and investors have shifted towards other hot plays. So I like to do that. Uh, but it, you really have to gauge the, the market, you know, and I try to do that because I'm constantly looking at charts. I'm constantly looking at sectors, areas, um, trends, uh, I try to get in ahead of the curve on a lot of these things. You know, a, a really good thing to do is, you know, a, is a great example is this area play in Newfoundland, which just continues to go higher. Um, you know, you take a look when you when you see a major discovery in a, in, in a certain area, take a look at some companies that are that are also looking in the same area. And if they have, you know, if they, if they if they go down your checklist and check off really good management, they have some cash, they have they have some property that looks that looks interesting. They've already identified a bunch of targets, they've already cashed up, and they're ready to drill those targets. You know, then maybe you should get into that instead. And that fortunately happened to me and my subscribers with Labrador Gold 
which which was trending higher on the back of newfound gold success. And then now they've they've uh, finally put out some drill results and they've found the high grade and their stock continues to climb now. So it's it's never a good idea to to chase something, but it is a good idea to follow that chase and maybe get into something in that area or possibly get into that one later after the after the uh, the share price t- starts to consolidate, and maybe the shines come off a little bit. Uh, as we conclude, Dave, I wanted to ask you about Nevada. Uh, the Nevada legislature seems to be moving in a direction to where they're going to implement higher mining taxes as Nevada transitions from a Republican state to a Democrat state, which usually means higher taxation. How do you think this is all going to affect the mining industry? Well, you're going to see this not only in Nevada. Nevada is now the number one um jurisdiction in the world as far as according the to the Fraser Institute, right? Yes. yes. Number one again. So um, you're going to start to see this in all jurisdictions because let's face it, you know, when you see when you see copper go from less than two dollars to almost five dollars a pound in a little over a year, countries are going to look at that and say, hey, look, you know, these companies are coming in here and they're taking all these resources. We need to get a bigger piece of the pie here. So that's going to happen. It's going to start to happen everywhere. Um, you just have to put it into proper perspective and context, make sure they don't take too much. I think, you know, the, 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 the Nevada, the, the Nevada legislation was fair and it made sense. Um, so, um, I, I just think it's, it, you're, you're going to continue to see this. You just want to make sure that it's not in a country where they, where they like, uh, like Kyrgyzstan just now took over the, the, uh, uh, forget the name of the mine, but it's uh Sentara's gold mine. They've completely just take they've just taken it. So that's what you have to look out for. Um, you know, it it, ha- it happened in uh Papua New Guinea as well. So um those things, um, those are a little more uh those are a little more draconian <laughs> as far as just raising taxes. So uh I think the taxes are going to continue to be raised. But uh, just watch out for those companies, those countries that 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 might have a chance of uh, of taking over uh, uh, a, a company's project. Well, David's website is juniorminerjunkie.com. Go over there and check it out. You can also get on his free email list if you're not already on his list. And he emails on Friday evenings his weekly commentary regarding what he's seeing in the precious metals and mining stocks. Dave, as always, thanks for coming on today's show. Thanks for having me again, Bill. Always a pleasure. Thank you for listening to Mining Stock Education. Please subscribe and share this show with like-minded investors. Connect with us at miningstockeducation.com and sign up for our email list to stay in touch. Much success to you as you learn about, invest in, and profit from mining stocks. The mining business is one that generates gigantic wealth. You know, a good drill hole that converts it might cost fifty or $100,000, and it might discover something worth a couple billion. There is no sector that I know of that has offered up as many predictable circumstances uh, where there was the possibility, certainly not the certainty, but the possibility of 10 for 1 returns as there is in small cap and micro cap mining stocks. Concomitant with that, if you don't do the work, or even if you do do the work and don't discipline yourself on the sell side, there are very few places in the world where you can lose as much money as quickly as in mining stocks too. 
I just started to study up on mining stocks and I just became fascinated because this is such a tiny sector and it's so volatile that either you could really you could do really really well or you could pretty much get blown out of the water really quickly. The mining sector is a very risky sector. It can take your money very, very quickly. Don't fall in love with stocks. Don't be overly confident. And just do your work as best you can. Do your very best. But don't fall in love and don't get too overly confident because um, that's a recipe for disaster. I have met you know, professional retail investors that have made a tremendous amount of money on the junior mining space. Some of them aren't accredited, and they just they spend their days researching, talking to people, being on the phone, being pouring through financial documents. But it requires commitment. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be considered personal legal or investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell securities or any other product. We make every effort to be accurate, but the information presented is not to be considered infallible. It may contain errors and we offer no inferred or explicit warranty. If personal advice is needed, consult a qualified legal, tax, or investment professional. Do not base any investment decision on the information contained on MiningStockEducation.com, our podcasts, or videos. Make sure you always conduct your own thorough due diligence before investing. Realize that we may hold equity positions in or be compensated by some of the companies we feature and therefore are biased and hold an obvious conflict of interest. For our full disclaimer, please visit our website.